we're fucking doing this. I'm tired of this bullshit. And I found a great song. I think this should be our theme song. Run through it. Huh? What you mean? Let's run through it. Let's do it. Yeah, oh, my God. Okay, let's figure it out. What happened? You know, you know you're not going to be able to play music, right? Why not? Try it. Just doing before it right you now. start, just try it. Yeah, you might not hear it, but it's going to record into the thing. It's coming through beautifully. The song that I'm... What's your The song is called Control by Aaron Teos. It's on NBA 2K20. Mm. It's a great fucking song. It should be my theme song to the pod. We're getting started now. I don't want to be home. Let's go. Run the clock out podcast. Pound sign RTCO at run. RTCO. Welcome, everyone. Now, the only... Shout out to the Dizzy Gang members. The only thing that's kind of off about this is I only hear you in one ear. And, I'm, and I think my, my mic is popping. But what's That's going on? Yeah, it's probably my headphones, low key. What's going on though? Nothing much, man. Just chilling. Another day, another dollar. And it's a lot going on. Oh, it's I, like new, I really didn't. never ending. I really didn't care. But nothing new. Same old, same old. As far as me. Oh, okay. Awesome. That's good news. Welcome. We got a lot of shit going on. I had to switch up the uh, opening music for the pod, but I do want to know this pod would, uh, even though I've cussed several times, there will be no more cussing on this pod. Ooh, I like that. I got I like a, that energy. Got a lot of complaints last pod, but I was just really happy. <laughs> so they can get off my back. Other Welcome. way. Other ways you can emphasize yourself. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. For your point. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Whatever you say. Um, a lot of stuff to get to with this jamming ass music in the background. Um, uh, uh what? You slipped up already. Oh, well, go ahead. Continue. Okay. Yeah, you ain't gonna last on that, bro. You can say all you want. I was thinking about this all day. Like, am I really gonna be able to do it? And I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, hmm? What? Today. Whatever. Uh, hey guys. <clears throat> so, um, I got some, I got some, some, some good stories. I got some random stories. I got some, uh, I got some breaking news on Zion. Where you guys want to get started today? How we feeling? This it started off a really bad day. I was gonna say the S word, but then it turned into an, another uh, beautiful day. Um, so how we feeling? How we feeling? What we want to get to first? What do we want to tackle? What do you want to tackle? I want to tackle. Let's get into it. You you chop. You you decide. I want to know how OG feels about the brand Goya. Why me? 
Because you're like <laughs> 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 So for those for those of you that don't know, who don't the know? CEO, the CEO of Goya, um, is in support of Donald Trump and his reelection. So we, myself, and the rest of the Hispanic community, have taken the liberty to yeah. stop supporting Goya. Cause fuck him, we don't support Donald J. Trump. I, I know he, I know SO said he wasn't gonna swear, but I wasn't on the last pod, so that that doesn't uh, partake to me. Um, <laughs> what I am gonna say is, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people, especially a lot of my uh, fellow, well, maybe not my fellow Latinos, but a lot of people are thinking just because now that we're not in support of Goya, that means you got to go ahead and, and throw out all of your uh, your supplies. That's the one thing that I will not tolerate. We don't waste food. Um, you know, there's a lot of right. people who are not as fortunate as we are and can have the resources that we do. So, I mean, if you got to donate it, if you can, if you can't eat it, I mean, you already bought it, right? There's, there's no, there's no harm in that. So people it's are just, throwing away like what? Now y'all sound beautiful. Um, so like, for example, they make like a lot of canned goods. So like beans. Um, chile, um, sauces. Uh, they they sell uh, adobo, which I'm sure you're aware of, is a very uh popular um Latino the spice that we use on, if not everything, on a lot of our food. So where the fuck my charger? Um, there's definitely lot lots of alternatives to adobo. It doesn't mean you have to like cut it out of your uh of your, 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 uh, your seasoning or anything like that, you know, support the, the little locals, lo- local companies. Um, otherwise if you don't want to support the locals and you want to get a little creative yourself, um, Damn, you can't with it today on how to make adobo. You feel me? Hey. So for those of you that are DIY and creative, cause God knows I'm not, um, adobo seasoning mix, it typically consists of garlic powder, uh-huh. onion powder, uh-huh. oregano, boom, salt, pepper, and shit. You know, if you got a little, a little extra something, something you want to add for spice, that's on you. I like to use uh, a, l- a little dash of um, of uh, some just what well, I think it's like chicken seasoning. I don't know. Splash. <laughs> you know, put it all together. Okay with that, but. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot why we started talking about adobo, but there you Cause, go, bro. Because you said that people was throwing away adobo products because they... Uh, oh, Goya products. Goya, Goya products. products. But look... But no, we're giving the people another alternative. That's right. why, right? Yes, sir. But look, though, will you ever... Will your home come... Excuse me, home come. Will your home cooking be the same ever again? Oh, definitely. Um, Even with the with the with the off brand Adobe, the food is still gonna have that same richness with the Goya missing. Um. So there's there's also another big um Latino brand. I think it's called La Preferida. Gross. You don't like them? Disgusting. You you know what's up? They have the Uh, worst salsa verde on earth. I actually prefer their 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 salsa verde. Really? Not saying that uh, I would take it over a lot of things, but it's a nice um, 
it's a nice alternative. You know, I would always would prefer to make some myself. Maybe next pot I'll bring a little recipe and how you make your own little, you know, green salsa. Salsa verde. But um, there's definitely alternatives, bro. I mean, well, we gonna drop the link. We gonna drop the link. Thanks. I'm gonna drop that YouTube video. Well, you I'm about. sure the work smarter, not harder, gang. Fucking appreciate that in depth, uh, you know, uh, in depth summary of Ivanka's tweet. Um, so basically, Ivanka said, uh, she said, "Si es goya tiene tiene que ser bueno." If it's goya, it has to be good. <laughs> oh my god. What a badass! What what do you think their angle was? Do, do like people in Mexico not care about Trump, so they thought they can just pull this out? I don't know, man. It's just uh, it doesn't make sense. Do you think he paid for them to say that? I'm sure they got no, because she can't. She can't Why legally she? like endorse products like it's against the ethics. Especially her having an official title in the White House. I forgot her. Uh, what's the official title she has? But uh, she's in the White House employee. Like she's using her platform. Yeah, she's using her platform to endorse the product. So. So. Oh, wait, the, wait, uh, wait, wait. Wait. So, look. I have. What? What, what you got? I, I was got, just going to repeat what he said. I got the CEO saying that trying to. Trying to. Donald Trump. Yep. Oh, you got it? Trying to what? I got the CEO of Goya saying Donald Trump is a is a we're blessed to have him as a leader. Yes, sir. A CEO Robert U- Unanu. I don't give a fuck about his name actually now that he's <laughs> Mark ass, ass slab slab ass motherfucker. Ah, oh, said, uh, I cut so many times. <laughs> I cut so many times. <laughs> But this okay, is what the CEO. That's the last. This that's is what the CEO had to say. He said, "We're all truly blessed at the same time to have a leader like President Trump, who was a builder, and that's what my grandfather did. He came to this country to build, to grow, to prosper, and so we have an incredible builder. And we pray for our leadership, our president, and we pray for our country that we will continue to prosper and, and to grow." Wow. Wow. I was going to play the audio so you didn't have to read, but I'm glad you read. <clears throat> so, yeah, these people are sick and they probably do have some unethical businesses going on. And that's not the only thing that uh, only thing unethical uh, Mr. Trump did this week. He's also uh, he's also accused of doing a of giving a uh, what some may say a campaign speech. In front of the Rose Garden um, It's an hour and four minutes So we're definitely not going to listen to this bullshit And uh, Excuse me According to a few tweets He basically started off saying how he believed How good he, he uh, Excuse me How good the stock market is doing And that Americans are feeling good And then he pivoted to China and Hong Kong and said Hong Kong would be treated now like mainland China by the U.S. Um, And this is from Yamechi Alcindor. Uh, She tweeted that out. But uh, 
Oh, this may be it. He never did anything except make very bad decisions. Uh, while and he also took time to uh attack Biden. So uh, he's you know he's on the streak, man. You know uh, they're saying that uh, you know he's uh forcing schools to reopen and it's all political moves. He's for he's saying that Joe Biden is a is a liberal. And he wants to get rid of uh, defund cops, which is not true. He's trying everything to uh. To keep his supporters, except give out the money. So I want to know how. I want to see how that's going to work out. If this second stimulus doesn't come out and his fucking supporters go further into debt, what those votes is going to look like? He's already down in every poll, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this all turns out. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of don't even want to trust polls because last election polls. Tell a different story and the outcome was Trump. So, uh-huh. well, this is just saying that they're really paying. Uh, the the news that I've listened to is mainly polls from states that he's already that he was uh, won or had a. It was for sure a Republican state, and now those states he's he's uh, losing in the polls by a lot to Joe Biden. Although it is four months out and there's a lot that can be changed, they're just pointing that out that the states that he thought he might have in his back pocket, uh, per, primarily all the states, uh, well, most most of the states, Florida, Texas, Georgia, I think Georgia's a Republican state, uh, that are suffering from outbreaks of coronavirus, they're not in his back pocket like he may thought they were. Mm-hmm. So you say this is why you think he's ramping up the campaign speech and using, you know, times when he's supposed to be addressing the nation as a president at the time he probably was the just confused. Was he probably was confused. <laughs> like, you know, he's just used to going in front of podiums and talking shit. So he probably just forgot what, what this meeting was all about. I mean, that could be it. It sucks that we have to uh to come to that standard, like, oh yeah, he was just confused, and that's just accepted. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, and then uh, the last devilish thing uh, this dude did this week uh, was hospitals are ordered to bypass the CDC and send COVID nineteen data directly to Trump's administration, because as you know, uh. U.S. has so many cases is because they test so much, according to Trump. So now to uh, control some of the data, because another part, and I've been uh, listening to another part, another part of Trump's uh, strategy for reelection is to, uh, as quickly as possible, try to get some resemblance of a normal life. and so the the sooner you can uh, say like the rates are going down and these states aren't breaking out and these states are going back to phase one and phase two, things could kind of be normal, the better his chances. But uh, this is just an attempt to kind of do like a PR uh, PR move. Um, and he just recently fired his campaign manager as well. So he got a lot of shit going on. But this is some real devilish shit right here. See, let's see if they would uh, adhere to this. I didn't read the story, but it looks like a lot of bullshit. What you talking about? 
the CDC will no longer control the coronavirus data collection system from from hospitals across the nation. That's a pretty big deal for people for 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 a uh, for an administration who does not uh, necessarily support uh, mask wearing. Now he wants to control the data and what's being reported. That's pretty crazy. Man, it seems like a real. I don't know what do you call it. Um, it just feels collusion. like. No, not collusion. Like when the government. I wouldn't say collusion. It just feels like the government uh, is going to, of course, not be transparent when it comes to data and the numbers uh, concerning COVID-19, like especially Trump administration. Like they're going to use whatever data or numbers they have and skew it to their advantage. So I feel like it's just going to be some very like trust, hard trust issues, especially dealing with the uh, Trump. Since he's been in president, I mean, been in the White House, he's, he's been trust issues with this administration. So, here's an actual, be, yeah. here's an actual quote uh, from this gentleman. It might take me a second to uh, get it up here. Trying to roll my backwood at the same time. You know how that goes. Um. But yeah, let's hear from the man's mouth about him hiding the data from our coronavirus test. Also, uh, have you heard that the results from these coronavirus tests have been taking up to two weeks to get back? I guess not. Here goes. So they they just asked him, why do you why do you want coronavirus data going to the HHS first instead of CDC? Didn't change for me. I look, they're all on the same team. We're all on the same team, including Dr. Fauci. I have a very good relationship with Dr. Fauci, and we're all in the same team. We want to get rid of this mess that China sent us. So everybody's working on the same line, and we're doing very well. We're doing well in a lot of ways, and our country's coming back very strong. When you look at those job numbers, we've never had job numbers like we have right now. So it's coming back very strong. That man stayed talking about jobs. So that's from that's from the horse's mouth regarding, uh, yeah, our data going to uh, directly to HHS. I uh, just wanted to point that out for the work smarter not harder gang. Uh let's put some more motherfucking energy. Excuse me. Some more freaking energy back in here. Um Did you hear about the boy Kenny Steels? No. It's okay if you didn't. Because it wasn't that important, but it is important. He's locked up, and that's not cool. Oh, my gosh. Yo. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was I was transitioning to Kenny Steels. And uh, talking about his recent arrest. Um, 
Oh, I should have it up here. Uh, recent arrest for protesting the police, 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 police killing of Breonna Taylor. I could not talk today. Uh, still is facing a felony charge after he and 86 others were arrested at a protest in Louisville, Kentucky. According to Louisville Courier Journal, the protesters were demanding justice for Breonna Taylor, who was killed on March 13th when police executed a no knock warrant at her apartment and shot her at least eight times. Um, not only Kenny Stills is keeping uh, Miss Breonna Taylor in our hearts and minds. There's also, are you familiar with uh, Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant? From the Denver Nuggets? Basketball player? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He uh, he recently did uh, like a Q&A. I don't know if it was on Instagram Live or whatever. He recently did a Q&A and uh, every question he was asked you know, he would give an answer and he would bring it back to Breonna Taylor. So they would ask him about, you know, how's life in the bubble, for example. Like, you know, you know, we just don't want to distract people from what's really going on. Like, it's fun to play basketball and be with my teammates and stuff. But I just want to keep the attention on the task at hand. And uh, especially to the fact that uh, Breonna Taylor uh, killers are still at large and there's been no arrests. And so, so he kept, he kept saying that after every answer. So shouts out to him. Uh, that's some, that's some real gangster shit stuff. You dig, you dig. But even Rachel Nichols was giving some love. So I, I felt conflicted playing that little clip. Um, huh? Shout out homeboy who said that. You heard that shit though? I mean, I mean you heard that a clip I played? Yeah, I did. Oh wow. Okay. Uh some of fuck white women, women had no ass. I oh, forgot man. what the clip is. Nasata, Nasata. Um are, have you guys heard about uh Apple owing us money? Yeah, I was actually gonna gonna transition into that. Oh it's crazy, right? Like, I mean, there there was news like I think this was when the iPhone 10 came out and they had to fix there was the batteries. News, uh, for the old phone. Yeah. yeah. But there was, there was news that, um, things like Harvard, um, and MIT. Okay. They, um, uh, let me see here. I they, I got it too. Apple, cut, you want me to go? I can go. You want to go straight for the MIT stuff? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So from this this uh, clip provided by T, we have Apple customers who purchase, and this is by Fox32. Uh, my grandma also sent me this. Apple customers who purchase certain older iPhone models can now collect about $25 per phone, according to the settlement of a class action lawsuit that accused a company of slowing down older devices. According to the smartperformancesettlement.com, a website set up for customers to file their claims, the settlement applies to customers who purchase an iPhone 6, 6 Plus, 6S, 6S Plus, 7, 7 Plus, and other SE and, and, and or the SE before December 21st, 2017 and experience performance and battery life issues. Under the proposed settlement, Apple shall pay a minimum of <clears throat> 310 million dollars thank you it's crazy 
and a maximum of $500 million. Read a notice mm-hmm. on the claims website. Apple will provide a cash payment of approximately $25 per eligible device, provided that Apple will not pay more than $500 million in the aggregate to the settlement class members. Well, that's awesome. I don't know if I still have yeah, it. I'll take $125. Right. That's lunch. That's gas. But do you just, you don't have to like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I just read it, but that, that doesn't mean you have to some, turn your phone in, right? It's just that you purchase one. Right. I would just assume you need to like provide proof that the, um, that the phone was purchased. And then some of the defects, of that phone was, I know like they were providing like free battery replacements or like battery mm-hmm. replacements at a discount. Um, yeah, I think it was like the, the regular battery replacement is $79, but they, they knock it down to 29, I think as a convenience, yeah. something like that. Yes. Yes. Um, but I mean, shit, 25, 25, you know, I, I think the crazier part about it is that they're capping out at half a billion dollars. Like, that's a lot of iPhones. Think about it. If, if everyone's going to get 25. Oh, shit. It kind of it shows that they have bad practices because you know that whatever, pro, whatever product you buy from them, eventually they're going to want you to buy the newer product. So they're going to they're going to figure out a way to make you make your product not work as. Well. So you have to expect that when you buy Apple products. Well, yeah, man, get your money up. If you got a iPhone 6, 6S, 6S Plus, 6 Plus, 7, 7 Plus, or SE, shit, go get that cheddar. Especially now more than ever. We all know every dollar counts. True. Yeah, man. I definitely need to figure out how I'm going to show this proof of purchase because uh, I did have an S, SS. Before 2017. So true. I think I sold my pops, my my six, and I got that in like 2016 or something. Yeah, might have to might have to come up on this cheddar. Just ticka ticka ching. Um, while we are <laughs> on these like random things at the moment, I thought this was pretty cool. As uh, you know, you know, on the pod we've been discussing like Black Lives Matter and how these companies are showing all this love to. Black Lives Matter, not to black people, but to Black Lives Matter. And um, <clears throat> and they're like doing things like taking their blackface episodes off and putting Black Lives Matter in the streets and at the Trump Tower and things like that, right? So one of, the, one of those other gestures was to, uh, I think Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima have all been uh, canceled or removed or whatever the case. Re-imaged. However, there is a a local a local uh, woman who they say may be the new Aunt Jemima. And I don't know if that's a if that's a a, a good term. I don't know if she wants to be the new Aunt Jemima. I thought Aunt Jemima was a racist figure, but she may take over that 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 spot. Oh, somebody's playing music. And play your garbage ass music on my pod. Thank you. Um, I was muted. My bad. I was, I was wondering where that was coming from. <laughs> so, uh, 
This is another episode posted by T. Um, I'm not seeing the woman's name. Michelle Hoskins. Michelle Hoskins, owner of Michelle's Food. She's she's going to take over that spot as a new Aunt Jemima. Well, I don't want to say that. As a new black woman on the syrup bottle. You, you, keep, you keep saying that. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. Hey, uh, don't, don't, uh, not today. Shout out to shout out to Michelle Hoskins though. She uh in Chicago. Black owned syrup company in Chicago. Buck is you talking about? Buck is you talking about? All right, I just want to give her that quick yeah. shout out, show her some love. And I don't know if uh T you want to go into this here, T. Uh, but uh you had a, something about Asheville uh approving reparations for its citizens. Did you look into that? I'm sorry, what you were saying? Asheville, Asheville voted 7 no, you're talking about night. Uh, you're talking about the the reparations. Well, I want to say reparations for like air quotes uh, for black citizens because uh, so let me just get them some background. City Council, North Carolina, like you said, unanimously approved. 7 no vote um, to be, uh, apologize for the city's role in slavery. Um, so the reparations won't come in a form of direct payment to black residents. Instead, it'll be investments made in the area to see where, you know, racial disparities uh, have taken place. I like, I so like that. So it's going to be interesting. I like that. But you like what? You like what? I like that. I like that. Um, I like their process of distributing the reparations by investing into communities as opposed to some sort of cash payout. I think that is that's smart. In, and just okay. to just to. I just feel like it's another way of, of saying we're going to give you money, but we're going to give you money under our terms and tell you what to do with it. But I don't know. We'll see. That's the message. And it's interesting. I only say that because I had uh, randomly, I know you're familiar with Tananisi Coates, but there's this other gentleman, uh, I believe his name is Coleman Hughes. He uh he went to you 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 know that Tanahisi Coast uh what he what he do testified in front of the Supreme Court or whatever about reparations. He testified in front of Congress. Congress. So the the other black man who was against reparations, his name is Coleman Hughes, <coughs> and I I listened mm-hmm. to it, and his points were. Uh, sort of similar to that ADOS from, from what I've read about them where he's saying the reparations were owed to those those who were enslaved so you give me money who I'm this this how many generations removed where I maybe never had a connection with my enslaved relative now I'm getting their their money or whatever the case and it's uh he feels that's not uh we're like profiting off of their backs. 
And also to 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 he also brought up the fact that there the black if you're giving reparations to blacks, well the term black is more uh encompassing and it includes uh West Indies, you know, different people. So how are you going to create a system to only give reparations to those who are enslaved of enslaved uh, descendants or black people, like it's, it's a big mess. So I, I didn't understand. I agree with him, but I thought that was, uh, those are, you got to understand the, the, the opposite end. So you know how to better strong, better form your argument. So I thought that was a pretty good, um, dispute. No, I understand. I, I think, I think I know what you're talking about when I was just talking about what, what he was trying to say. Uh, but I'm sure he made some valid points, but to his point or the point that you uh, emphasized, I feel like there should be a system where everyone um, that's black should uh, uh, be able to uh, benefit from reparations. Of course, uh, descendants of, uh, of slaves should benefit the most, but West Indies and other people who fall under being black who weren't descended of slaves, they're still victims of systematic oppression and racism. So they should still be able to uh, get some type of form of compensation because in essence, reparations is America paying back for all that racist and evil shit they've been doing. Well, a right? person from so, the West Indies too, no, you're not a descendant of the of the slaves in America, but you're descendants of slaves from the Caribbean, from Brazil. Like, it's 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 pretty complicated. Yeah, think- whether you're yeah whether you're of a slave in America, well, yeah, you should get. I say you get more, but if you're uh, still black and you're a descendant of slaves somewhere in another country, but you're an American citizen, you. The, the you've uh you suffered through systematic oppression and racism and you know all other types of I don't want to say bullshit because I want to stop cursing you as well but all other types of you know evil um haunts whatever you want to say I gotta find another a, a better a better time but yeah yeah it's pretty interesting stuff. We had to have a conversation for real about reparations. So it's a pretty, pretty interesting topic. Now, transitioning out of all this bad news. And shout out for, uh, oh, <coughs> before we transition, I do want to bring up one last point. So last week we also talked about ICE and Trump saying that uh, uh, international students have to go home because uh, due to uh, classifications of classes, they're not allowed to take online courses and count as them being on campus. And that was rescinded by, and from what I read, by lawsuits from Harvard and, M- and MIT, <clears throat> right? Saying that right. it's not fair, it's, it's, it's uh, unjust, you are uh, causing, uh, you know, disruption in a lot of people's lives. Um, but I found it very peculiar that it was those two schools, especially since we talked about Harvard and the fact that they're offering online their majority of courses online and not reducing their tuition. So, of course, why would I want my international students to go back home? Because they pay double tuition. 
fuck you mean? You messing up the money. Sorry, I cussed again. But I I thought that was pretty, pretty peculiar that those two schools, you know, kind of led that charge. I mean, it's great that they did. It's great that they did. But but are you going I think the still the challenge is, are you going to offer some type of discount for courses not being on campus? Even for those international students paying double tuition. That's all I had. You guys don't have to comment. That's all I wanted to bring up. All right. Honestly, fuck it. Wait, did y'all see this? They said Tory Lanez allegedly shot Megan Thee Stallion as she exited the SUV. I don't I give a, it was fuck. a cop. I don't give a fuck about neither one of them. I thought it was a cop that shot her. <laughs> no, they said it's Tory Lanez who did it. Uh, that's not funny. That's crazy. That's crazy. But I did hear about her getting shot. That's crazy. I think she got shot like twice, two, three times. Yeah. That's crazy that you can go from, wasn't they on Instagram or some shit or something? I think it's like the stallion. Yeah. You go from that to getting arrested and you possibly could have shot someone. I don't know exactly. I don't care. And I didn't want to look into it, but that that was a, a very... Strange situation, but I do want to take some time. I want to take some time to recognize a queen, a black queen at that, to be specific, because there's a lot of slander. Uh, I heard um, people saying, oh, who who thinks Jill Scott is attractive or this and that and talking all this craziness about Jill Scott. Like what? Jill Scott is a beautiful black woman. So I just want to, I just want Jill Scott to know if she ever listens to this pod in particular, that not only the fans, but especially the hosts of Run the Clock Out podcast, Pound Sign RTCO, loves you, you beautiful queen. Let's take a second and and, and remember Jill Scott's greatness. If you will join, who are you talking about? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my god You sound far dude Jill like, Scott bro Okay <laughs> my god You just Ooh. Uh, Here we go Take, Take a, a long second. time there buddy Take it a second oh. Helps with the transitions This is Golden by Jill Scott, the queen, beautiful black woman. I'm taking my freedom. Putting it on my chain. Wearing it round my neck. Just a few seconds. Putting it in my car. Wherever I choose to go, it won't take me far. Okay, that's all I wanted to give you. Again, the Queen Jill Scott, we love you. Forget what those people say on Twitter, because Twitter is a fake place anyway. Just know that you are loved. All right, that's all I had. I just wanted to get that shout out to Jill Scott. Did y'all see that by chance? I guess not. 
Um, transitioning. Transitioning. You want to just get right to the main story? I'm digging. And why don't you enlighten us with that? What is the main story? The main story, hot off the presses. Nick Cannon. Wait, 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 wait. I hit the wrong side. I hit the wrong one. I hit the wrong one. <laughs> My boy, he's Nick Cannon trying to get out. Or they they got him out. They got him out, man. Now, did you hear the comments that he said? No, actually, all, all I know about what's going on is that I think P. Diddy offered him, uh, not P. P. Diddy, I can't remember, somebody offered him a spot on, on their, on their, uh, fuck it. Oh, I got to look it up. Revolt TV, Nick. P. Diddy offered him. Uh, yeah, P. Diddy offered him a spot on his network. Now, trying, to, trying to like make it like uh, all, yeah. all, all black on about TV now, right? Look, well, we got to give the backstory. So this all stemmed from Nick Cannon has a podcast called Cannon's Class. It's it's pretty good actually. I know a lot of people are gonna talk a lot of crap about it. But it's, it's called what? Cannon's Class. He does it on <laughs> Howard's <laughs> University's campus, and he's interviewed okay. people like uh. Uh, Dr. Cornell West. Uh, he he just did a, a excellent. I recommend it. Uh, excellent uh, uh, podcast with uh, Dr. Joy DeGruy. She does uh, research on post traumatic slave syndrome (PTSS). Um, they had a great conversation. Uh, he did one with uh, KRS One, and the one that got him in the hot water was with Professor Griff who was a member of Public Enemy. And in the conversation, uh, Nick Cannon uh, spoke about what some who who study, um, you know, certain black intellects. Uh, he spoke about the, the power of melanin and how, how, how having melanin kind of has a more of a, you have a more of a empathy and uh concern and love and appreciation of others, other human beings. And then uh, he spoke about those who are deficient in melanin and what that does to you. According to texts that he's read and some of the texts I'm familiar with as well. And uh, so the, those who are deficient in melanin are what what these texts refer to sometimes as the Caucasians or the Caucasoids. And he was saying how those people are from, you know, the Caucasus Mountains where it's cold and cloudy and they're not able to develop that melanin because they're lacking of the sun. And it caused them to be, uh, it caused those people who are, who again to the text say these are the, uh, or the, not the descendants, the ancestors of the modern day white person. Um, you know, the back then these people were what he said was closer to animal or animalistic because of the the their environments and the uh, you know, different survival tactics, cannibalism, uh 
and thinking of being selfish. Everything's for me. I'm looking out for myself. You know, uh, Hunter, Gat, you know that that type of uh, kind of painting or or scene. And so, uh, so I guess from that, from what I'm seeing from this, that people got that. Uh, and then I guess he also said something to the fact of uh, in terms of money about who. Who has the money? Who has the power? Who really runs the world? He was speaking about Rothschild, and these all were, I guess, our anti-Semitic type of rhetoric, right? So that's the backstory to it. This was all said on his pod. Um, Viacom, who uh, produces or I guess owns or help create uh, Wild and Out, and um. There's another show he had. Oh, Nickelodeon. His shows with Nickelodeon. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon. I always uh, forgot that it's Nickelodeon. They fired Nick Cannon because of these comments, because of the things that were said on this pod. And most importantly, uh, they fired him because he didn't apologize for his comments. And he right. That he didn't feel like he said anything incorrect. So... Uh, as it develops, people, uh, you know, are calling him anti-Semitic. So people are reaching out and let him know why and what he said and exactly why why it is anti-Semitic, what it is that he said was anti-Semitic and offensive. So he has came back and issued an apology in regards to, uh, you know, members of the Jewish community who did take offense to the comments. But uh, right. but he is more taking a stand against you know, I guess like terms of like free speech and the fact that, uh, you know, he wasn't, uh, he, he felt That's like, a lot of yeah, he felt like in order for him to keep employment with Viacom that he, he had to pu- give a public apology or do it in a manner that he felt was disrespectful. Right. So that's kind of the backstory to all of this. So then what this came out on when um oh I'm not gonna say that Tuesday it has to come out Tuesday come out Wednesday Wednesday or Tuesday oh, okay Wednesday his apology came out on Wednesday okay okay after he talks about everything you know he's talking about going getting a PhD in theology he says but now I am the one making demands I demand full ownership of my billion dollar wild and out brand that I created. And they will continue to misuse and destroy without my leadership. I demand the the hate and backdoor bullying cease. And while we are at it, now that the truth is out, I demand the apology. And and you know, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Maggie. Well, it's, it's kind of getting off your point, but it's, I mean, it still relates to Nick Cannon. But uh, so the anti-Semitic thing, in addition to what was stated earlier. Uh, some other anti-Semitic things they found were offensive were the fact that uh, he said that black people, and I think I think this part is particularly interesting, that black people are the true Hebrews and that Jews have usurped their identity. When we are the same people who they want to be, that's our birthright, right? We are the true Hebrews. This is what uh, they quote Cannon saying. The rapper didn't discuss skin color and claimed that people without dark skin lived in fear. And I'm going to say this carefully. He begins to to allege that people who lack sufficient melanin are a little less, uh, are a little less. Uh, 
and they they have him saying that Jews were uh or savages. They had to be savages, adding that he was referring to Jewish people, white people, Europeans, among others. So he, I guess, because again his fame and you know, the things that he's hosting, um, you can't you you can't say that kind of stuff because it's offensive. But I've heard plenty of people on YouTube uh, who said this is where I learned some of this stuff of uh, rappers. I, I was going to say uh, in terms of the Hebrew, the true Hebrew thing. Kendrick says this on uh, Damn. Uh, yeah, Damn. He talks about this on uh, track two. Um, so I get the part going into I felt, and I even felt like when he started mentioning about savages, I think there's a better way to say that. Based on the text he read, I think there's a better way to say that term, but that theory is that that information that he's saying is not necessarily false. The way he may have phrased it is can be taken as offensive for sure. But what you're saying is there's sufficient evidence that supports what he's saying, but exactly. he should have used different words. Different words. He should have chosen his words wisely. Yes. Like, when you say savage, it comes off as divisive or, or intimidating or inferior. I don't know. Inferior. But they heard that and they took offense. Not only did he say savages, it uh he referred to like an animalistic, like yeah. I mean, he 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 was he was in his bag for sure, but um the thing about the the true Hebrews, I forgot that he went that far into like the 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 white people taking our identity and all that. Uh well that is part of the Jewish thing. But again, Kendrick said this on damn and everyone's so-called love damn and i i just wanted to bring that part about kendrick up because i just always wondered like if he ever performs yah which is track two on damn like and like his white fans and things like that or these people that's you know all in the Kendrick. what is it actually hold on what is it actually like said explicitly on yah well no just like that, i know that black said. people that uh I, I'm an Israelite. Don't call me black no more. Like all of that. Mm-hmm. And he was, and okay. he had a dude talking about like Hebrew Israelite stuff. All like all those skits when he was like, "Why are we cursed?" This and that. That's Hebrew Israelite type. You know, I'm an Israelite. Don't call me black no more. So it's that like, word is only I a color. In fact, how, no do, how do his fans like? How what are his fans like taking from that? Like, I always want to talk to a white person that like so called loves Kendrick and like you know what I mean. And like when he's because he say a lot of a lot of like pro black stuff, and I'm, I'm giving him props. I'm not like trying to like shit on him at all. I'm giving him his props, but he says all that stuff, and it's like. And these white kids only going to the concert. It's that goes over their head. It's like what what is this doing for you? What what is this like? This is new type of history. Like I just want to know. We have to interview someone. 
on the pod. And get- well, you know, they're not going to the concert to hear yeah. They're going to the concert to hear uh, sure. Poe Up, Giant. But I think a lot of white, like I, and I say this because uh, the time we went to Pitchfork, right, and we went to see uh, Big mm-hmm. Crit, and those white boys knew mm-hmm. all the Big Crit stuff. Like I, I, don't, but they knew like all his stuff, all the words. So I know this white kid. We know obviously, right? But I just want to know, like, when they hear that mm-hmm. type of stuff, like, what what are they thinking about that? I'm very curious. I'm not gonna act like white people don't listen to rap. That's dumb. Um, but yeah, so this Nick Cannon, so so then going into uh what OG brought up, he was offered uh uh a spot um or a TV slot on uh, Revolt TV to take Wildin' Out or create another show because he's fighting for ownership of Wildin' Out. Um sounds like he was getting like a raw deal too. Like he was just doing all that off the love. Um that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate for Nate because I think a lot of I think he's one of those people like uh, when, when he's in his 50s and 60s, like he's going to be like a Quincy Jones. Like a lot of people is not going to know how much of an influence he has in like like entertainment. Like you wouldn't know that like Quincy Jones scores certain music or like. And he he did that. He did this. Wow! Like that's it's so like all the different stuff he's doing. I think Nick Cannon's gonna be right. just like that. Yup, the Nick Cannon is is in a lot of things and has helped like from like the from the career about musically, like I'm period, up. period, everything. I'm, everything. I'm, I'm I meant more towards like acting and like um, th- that sort of entertainment. Entertainment. Like, Right, yeah, I wouldn't okay. comedy. So he had that one album that was a buzz. No, everybody on Wild and Out. This dude, this dude was a screenwriter for Nickelodeon at seventeen. Right, he became an ex- he was the youngest executive um, for fucking like their uh, the the teenage entertainment, I think, something like that. Like he he up there with like Ray J, like you know what I mean? Right, like these young dudes been they've been doing this for some years. And then I don't sure. know about y'all. I know y'all younger, but when I first saw Nick Cannon on all that, I was like, "Man, look who the fuck is this dude?" Like, this is Keenan and Kale show. Like, I don't want to see another motherfucking Nick Cannon. But that dude always throw the scene, and look who lasted the longest. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon, my man. Hopefully, this man. Don't, I don't I agree with say. any of the anti-Semitic stuff. Right. Like I said, there is some truth to what he's saying. People should look into it for sure and get a better understanding. But I want I would like to uh I would definitely love to speak to someone to get a little more understanding of uh, you know, why are they how did they take offense to this and why are they considered this anti-Semitic? I would love to learn more about that for sure. Um, but this is one thing that Cannon did say was that he was taking a little break from his radio show to uh educate himself and uh on things and you know learning how to not you know stir up such divisive words when he's trying to uh make his uh point, yes, and I think that's that's your point. 
I, I was going to say, I yeah. think that's excellent because I was reading that some of the people that reached out to him to try, again, they weren't trying to cancel him. They are trying to educate him, let him know, because they know he's a smart dude. They know he he, he did this on Howard University. Um, he's not just out there talking shit, stuff. And uh, and they like rabbis and stuff are reaching out to them to him. So now he's gonna have that information he has now and uh, this new information. They pulling, they pulling the Julia, uh, Julia to Edelman. Yeah, like right, yeah, Edelman. yeah, they're reaching out. They're reaching out instead of trying to cancel him. They're letting him know this is why this is offensive. So he's gonna have all the information. He's gonna, he's just gonna be, make him that much better. So I think this is a great thing because that rhetoric is so like when you learn stuff like that and you don't necessarily you learn it so raw. Like they're just telling you, for example, you if a person, uh, an African American person, you know a little bit about slavery, your history, but you're not really too big into it. And then you start looking into stuff like this, and they you seeing the way they have breeding farms and all this wild stuff you never heard about slavery before. And you start, you're going to start thinking about white people in a different way. You're going to start thinking about things differently because it's given to you so raw as opposed to this is what took place. And this is kind of like a result of, and this is like solutions. You're not getting, you're not getting like it from all angles. You're just getting a raw. This is what they did to us. So that's how you kind of like, Forming your arguments as opposed to having that, this is what happened, but we're looking for this kind of solution. I feel. I think um, part of me thinks that um, a lot of the, uh, I don't want to say pushback, but whatever council culture that's, that's been going on, that's being forced on Nick Cannon is a result of him endorsing Minister Farrakhan on this platform. And I feel like a lot of uh, people, the powers that be, especially in the media, they don't really rock with Minister Farrakhan. And it's, every time he says something, he just gave his like annual uh, address yeah, uh, speech to uh, Nation of Islam. And I think when Nick Cannon like, endorsed some of that rhetoric, and then like dropped his name. That's when people was like, "Yeah, we gotta we gotta uh, do something. We gotta now flex our muscles and try to get him up out of here, or at least make him suffer some uh, repercussions." Yeah, because repercussions. And I also wondered about that too, because a lot of famous uh, or a lot of well-known rappers were going were showing that they were going to that to uh, the, the minister's speech, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Well, I first I don't know why. You know your sign to a label, and that label on is probably Jewish. So he probably... Exactly, exactly, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> why are you showing that you're going? I mean, you that you definitely should, you definitely should, and you should definitely should support. You should definitely listen. But like to make it just seem like, but you see that confliction. You just got that freedom to do it. Like you know, uh-huh. allegiance to. You know who signs their checks, exactly. and if you don't know, they're gonna remind you. Like all you niggas, all you mofos is not gonna be a cabinet. <laughs> Everybody's not gonna do this to us. Sorry, Which is but uh, um, we we should get into um at a later time. So uh, yeah, you know, 
moving on. Um, did you guys hear about the uh, the new leader in the NFL? My boy Patrick Mahomes just signed the most. Uh, we already talked about that. The this most was lucrative about, deal. This is about the GQ cover, dude. Shout out the uh, I mean, I was going into it, but fine. Okay, that was your way to lead into it. My fault. Was okay. My father. Yeah, he's on. He's on the cover of GQ. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> I love it. The only I thing, mean, it's all right. The only thing I didn't like was the Yeezy slides. I love that. That was that was the best part. I want some Yeezy slides. They're kind of like they look weird. They're encompassing. But shit. They're very encompassing. I don't feel right. that they're very. Uh, they're gonna make your feet breathe a lot. They're gonna be comfortable, but are you gonna have that breathability? Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, yeah, feet is gonna breathe a lot better than they did in gym shoes. I know that. So I think in in that regard, it'll be all right. I don't like showing like my whole complete, you know, foot when I'm out with flip flops anyway. So I think first, and they perfectly socks. Hey. Flip flops with socks. Hey, check it out. At all. <laughs> you know at all um, but yeah GQ cover after the $500 million deal what a what a blessed black man and I, I just love him so much because uh, I felt like they thought <laughs> I felt like they thought Matt uh, Matt Pat was gonna be like one of them sucker oh sucker ass quarterbacks, you know, that wasn't gonna like stand up for nothing. And he just like go get along with get along. And that's why they don't like that Prescott. I don't wanna say that. I don't wanna put that on him. I don't wanna put that on him. Uh, I thought you I thought you were implying that. I don't wanna no, put that no, on no, him. No, 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 no. I'm not comparing it to anyone. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's their perception of what they maybe thought of him. And when he made that comment, mm-hmm. when he said I'm tired of this police brutality. I, I Black Lives Matter. They like, oh shit, he ain't. He on some Russell Wilson shit. Like he, you know, like we thinking he this way, but he really this way. Oh, you talking about Russell Wilson? Because they you don't really say Russell Wilson is like that. No, no, I feel no. I feel like huh. Russell Wilson is is one of those. Uh, you know, one of those black dudes that they look for, like he speaks very well, he has good hair, this and that, but he like a black dude, like a real black dude. You know what I mean? Like he, he loves black women, all of that. He 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 won't. Who? Patrick Mahomes? No, Russell Wilson. He's very accepting of his blackness. Oh. He ain't trying okay. to. Yeah. You may think because he talks a, di- a he, certain way that he, he embraces not. it. Yeah, he embraces his blackness, and so does Pat. And it's great that he's a five hundred million dollar man on the cover of GQ. But take them fucking slides off. Man, I, I just want to say shout out Derrick Henry. I feel like his deal is being swept under the rug. You know, it ain't three hundred mil, but he got fifty mil, twenty five mil. You get received. He deserves that. Shout out to him. Shout out! Shout out! Um. Yeah, I don't know he's saying. When was it? Yeah, I know. I black. That's a Black Lives Matter for Pat, but I'm gonna be one of these. <laughs> Four years, fifty mil. I mean, decent. <laughs> I mean, it ain't no half a billion dollars, you know. But let the let the, just keep on coming in with the good news. 
I'm very happy. Hey, stick to this football talk, though. Yeah. Did you guys see that um, they uh, released some of the uh, new Madden 21 ratings? Yeah. First uh, with Mahomes at 99 overall. Um, I just found out that he's 99 overall along with Aaron Donald, uh, Stephen Gilmore, and the legendary CMC. So but those oh, sound wow. like... I don't know how I feel about Stephen Gilmore at 99. Right, though. right, exactly. Uh, exactly. I feel like he's slow. Yeah, this, but a, lot, a lot of people complained that he was slow in Madden uh, on, on Madden 20. So yeah. why give him a 99? Yeah, I don't know. Bulls. But then, you know, the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson, he got rated a 94, number three in the game. Well, I'm sorry, not no. three in the game, but no. out of the quarterback. He was like, like six or seven. I think right, Russell, but, uh, Russell was ahead of him. QBs, he's third behind oh. Russell Wilson at 97. And then, of course, Pat Mahomes at 99. And then Dak Prescott was 86. And uh, yep. I saw that they didn't. No, no, no. He's 84. 84, 84, right. And they, uh, they had. Sean Watson got 86. 86, exactly. Deshaun Watson. And they haven't released the ratings for Trubisky yet. I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and then uh, and then they said uh, I read a, a report. Um, Baker Mayfield's rating will be the same as uh, last year. No, the number one pick. Well, probably from oh last Joe year. Burrow. My bad. That's yeah. right. Seventy six. Seventy six. Wow. <coughs> wow. That's crazy. But I heard Madden's going to be really bad. Did John Madden pass away? For years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. I heard all these little sports. John Madden, you said? I don't think so. I didn't think so. No, not yet. Not yet. He's still alive. Thank God. Thank God. Um, Where do you want to go next? Where do you want to go next? Get right into uh, this man because I got another little quick, another little quick thing before you go take a little pee pee. Uh Uh, The Redskins are changing their name. They're finally have announced that they are dropping, uh, you know, the Redskins portion of their of their name. No, no, no name has no name. I'm sorry, and logo have been announced yet, but they have officially retired their. Fucking logo. Man, the Redskins catching a lot of heat. They a story just dropped about like fifteen women claiming sexual harassment while working in the organization. Wow. And, like new before that story dropped, it was news that uh, the Redskins hired an attorney to review um their protocol and now it's coming out that he's reviewing their sexual harassment protocol. Yeah, it's gonna be some interesting times for Washington Redskins fans, I guess. It's all, it's only time that uh the Blackhawks are next. And then the Indians. Red Tails. Uh, Red Tails. Who? Washington Red Tails. Washington Red Tails? Yeah. And it's just like a shrimp or something? Like the or know. like a lobster tail? I didn't I, see I didn't see the uh the lo- I didn't see the logos, I just heard the names. 
Well, that would be cool. That that should be exciting to pick a new name. Shout out to those fans. Lucky. Um, so you want to get right into phase three? Phase three, phase three. Phase three. I said what? Phase three. Yup, you heard that right. Dangerously close to reversing course on coronavirus progress and going back to phase three. People aged aged eighteen to twenty nine are driving up the rate of new cases. Eighteen to twenty nine, which could force the closure of businesses. Uh, so the so people within that age group, 18 to 29, are accounting for 30% of coronaviruses reported in recent weeks. Uh, the, Le- the Lincoln Park area is the spot that's seen the most increases in cases of that age group. Not going over there. Uh, and Lightfoot says people aged 18 to 29 must stop gathering large groups and start wearing masks in public if the city wants to stay on track. Uh, after that age group, the most new cases have been seen among people 30 to 39 and 40 to 49. So everyone, just say everyone. Uh, the rise in cases comes as other cities are, uh, across the country are rolling back their reopenings because they face more significant surges. Um, the city is now seeing an average of 192 new cases per day. That number has been slowly climbing for weeks and it's now worryingly close to 200. Uh, when we get back to above 200, we're back in a high incident state. And for me, that means we're back in a cautious state. Arwadi uh, said during Wednesday's press conference. And at another point, she added, I think there's wishful thinking happening that COVID is over. It is not over. Okay, so... Just want to give you little busters a warning out there. Put a damn mask on, regardless of what you think is is happening. You need to put a mask on and stop. Put your ass at home, man. And stop eating outside at the restaurant. That's so. That's so like. Uh, I can't. I just can't wait. I just had to get out of the house to go eat outside. Like, oh my god. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Um. Lastly. Last on the on the list here. Uh, I guess there had to be multiple studies to prove that minimum wage workers cannot afford rent in any U.S. state. Uh, full-time minimum wage workers cannot afford a two-bedroom rental anywhere in the U.S. and cannot afford a one-bedroom rental in 95% of U.S. counties, according to a new report. Holy smokes. Um, so I didn't think this was news, but I guess, I guess the part about in any U.S. state is, uh, the, I guess that's the update, but, um, I think that's because some states, isn't it Seattle that has like the highest minimum wage? Yeah. So I heard that before. They have a, uh, they have a map here of two bedroom rental housing wages. So Washington, Washington and uh, California looks like they are the highest with uh, New York. Uh, California is 36 uh, housing wage, Washington 30, New York 32, Illinois is 21. Um, the cheapest I think here is uh, looks like Arkansas. <laughs> 
Yeah, they just shut down California again. Oh, that that just came up. They had already restricted restaurants uh, and stuff. Right, they had shut it down. I think yesterday. Yeah. My boss was telling me because he has family out in California. Play around. People think just because it's the summertime, this shit went away. Right. Blows my mind. Yo. Yo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean. What are we going to do, man? Where are we going to live? If we fall over this 200 mark, maybe. I feel like the city will probably shut down. Not shut down, but we'll, we'll, we'll go back to phase three. We'll be shut down and homeless with no money. It's getting real ugly. Getting real ugly. But you know, we don't want to end on a on a on a negative note. Uh, there's been, <laughs> you know, there's been uh, there's been some. some the today is actually payday, so I'm pretty happy. Um, first time I've seen, hey. seen some money in a long, long, okay. long time, long time. Um, and yeah, um, so I'm gonna keep my my state positive. I already knew that people can't afford rent. And, all this stuff with COVID, but people should wear a mask, and I might name that name that the pod because I think people just, you know, do whatever they want to do, but they shouldn't wear a mask. So we're gonna end. Uh, we're gonna end. I think these two songs should be our theme songs. We're gonna end on some great music, and uh, we appreciate you checking out. Run the clock out podcast. I gotta gotta I guess I gotta change the ending because I can't cuss anymore. Everything I drop is the bomb. It's the bomb. <laughs> Rapper weed. Enjoy this song, currency. Hope you enjoyed this pod. Cause we enjoyed you. Thank you for checking us out. This has been another podcast episode. Run the Clock Out Podcast, pound sign RTCO at Run RTCO. It's been your host, Young SO, and Cat and Company. Yeah, my company. Hope you enjoyed. Work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. Gang. Gang, gang, gang. I hope you enjoyed this, because if not, we're still getting better. We'll, we'll 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 work on it. We'll make you love us. Uh, thank you all for coming. Peace.